Welcome to season two of the Pines and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. This show understands that there is quite a bit of diversity amongst the body of Christ. So we operate according to the motto that certain things are fixed, like the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. What's cracking, beer lovers? What's up, friends? How we doing? Uh, this is a sad one for me. Um, the, I'm sure I will be back at some point. But I will no longer be a regular voice on this podcast, which is also a good thing. And it is also a happy thing. Um, because we are bringing a new voice on, Adam Cheney, um, Cullen's best friend and a re- really good friend of mine, I would consider him, um, to offer his voice. Uh, I think that is a fantastic thing. And it just shows that things do change. And change is good. Um, but I have spent a lot of time and many, many hours on this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't even know. This is 50 episodes, year one. And then, or I don't even begin. We're probably, Clayton, you've probably done 100 episodes with me just on this podcast, yeah. if I had to guess. And it has grown to be my favorite that we do. Like, I love all the content we put out. But I love this podcast, like, deep into my core. Um, And so, it is a little bit sad, but it is also creating, like, new things. Um, And I love all you guys, all you beer lovers, um, whether you've been around for a hot minute or this is your first episode. And if this is your first episode, stick around. Um, Because there's there's big things coming. Um, and good content coming. That's one thing I can always assure you. If Adam Cheney is sitting in this chair, it's good content. Um, I can guarantee that. Um, so stick around for, for all the new changes. But at least for a hot minute, this will be the last beer that I crack on this podcast. Yeah, for a hot minute. For a hot minute. For a hot minute. Clay, you know, if you didn't know, Wellhouse is a church plant, and it'd be a grind when you're trying to do church different. I mean, honestly, nobody believes in what we're trying to do. It really feels that way. Um, and so it, we both work other jobs. We record four podcasts a week on either weekends or at nights after we've already worked eight or nine hours. Um, there need to be some changes to try to continue to refine and grow. We also need to make space for Clayton to be able to have time to step into the things that he's really gifted at, which is why, even though this is Clayton's favorite podcast, this is the one that made the most sense for him to step away from because my best friend, Adam is like me. He has yeah. multiple theology degrees. He Correct. went to grad school. He can be in a, like a contributing voice. He can add some theological perspectives that Clayton just can't because he doesn't know the same Correct. things. Correct. For me, you guys have seen, and I guess this is another reason it's so sad for me to walk away. You guys have seen me on most of my deconstructive journey. Yeah. Um, even now to the point that I, I feel like very Socratic in how I believe everything about the Christian faith. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, have, heard, you have heard Clayton say, fuck, I don't know, more times than you <laughs> care to understand. Like, you care to know. <laughs> it's like, 
I started feeling like I knew, thought I knew a little bit about a little bit. Yeah. And then felt like I was learning a lot about a lot. Yeah. And then I realized, I don't know shit. <laughs> and so I'm not going to try to tell people that I know shit. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you guys have seen me on this path. And honestly, I do believe that this is where I will, I will continue to grow and ask questions and learn and read and, yeah. and do all the things but you may not ever hear anything else from me other than what I'm saying right now. I don't know Jack. I know the questions to ask and I know to help, how to help you ask those questions. And so me being on this podcast was both good for me and I think good for our content and our listeners. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Because you guys got to see this progression of this dude who thought he knew everything about a little bit of stuff. Um, to realizing, oh man, there's a whole lot out there to there is so much that we can't even possibly begin to understand. Um, and I feel like this is a fantastic progression um, and I am grateful to the beer lovers for being with me through this journey um, and learning alongside me. And now Clayton gets to join you sitting in the seat beside you as a beer lover learning Correct. with you. Correct. Um, and we will, we will step back and we will crack beers together while we listen to Adam and Cullen. Love it. Love it. And because this is Clayton's farewell, not farewell from Wellhouse, and he's going to still be on our other three podcasts, mm. so you're still going to get to hear his voice and perspective and watch him grow on yeah. those other three sure. podcasts. But because this is a farewell from Pines of Perspectives, we went to H-E-B specifically to get beer. Go ahead, buddy. So I don't know why. This one, like, caught my eye. Um, as soon as I saw it, or as soon as I saw the words down here, it is the un Undead Head Ed <laughs> from Lone Pine. It's got, like, zombies on the front of it. Um Holding the chili pepper because it is a chili porter. Which sounds money. Um, when I saw chili porter, I was like, oh, yeah, this. Also, did you see the top? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hop leaf that's turned into a flower. Um, yeah, that's, their, that's on their main logo, too. Interesting. Um, so, you didn't know hops is a cousin of cannabis. That looks awfully close to a cannabis plant. Kind of does. <laughs> uh, Undead Head Ed is a ghost chili robust porter. This brew comes from the mind of our dear friend Ed, brewer, beer lover, and an undying Grateful Dead fan. Uh, it uses a ridiculous number of malts <laughs> uh, and American whole cone hops. Ghost chilies were added both in the kettle and post-fermentation. Tasting notes, dark chocolate in color with a rich brown head, strong, sweet, and roasty malt body, subtle chili flavor, and a hot bite. Sounds delicious. So, Texas Brewery doing something super experimental. I ain't never heard of some shit like this before. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. Um, I'm pretty excited for mine, too. Uh, 
in full honesty, when we were at HEB, Clayton saw this beer, and I immediately went, God dang it, I really hope he doesn't pick that one because I want it so bad. Um, this from Clown Shoes. If you have been around this podcast for a while, specifically back around December and Advent period, you heard us do a 12 beers of Christmas run from Clown Shoes, and they're a lore-based brand brewery that... It's just fantastic. I mean, they're we've, just so good. We've done more than just the 12 days of Christmas, but like... They're, yeah, but they were kind of where we got introduced yeah, yeah. to them and launched. We love cl clown shoes around here. Um, This is from Clown Shoes. It's the Rainbows Are Real Hazy IPA. It's an India Pale Ale with Beta Pinene, Linalool, and Natural Flavors. It's 6.9% ABV. Um, and this is one of the things I love is, um, it always comes with lore, but I just saw this and I did not know this. And this makes me love clown shoes all the more. They're an employee owned company. Oh yeah. No, we've talked about that before. Have we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not remember that about them. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's dope. I love that. Um, so this is what it says. Beer without pretension. We're forever in awe of the vibrant colors that rainbows bring as they stretch endlessly into the horizon. Can anyone comprehend this natural wonder? Ponder that while you enjoy this hazy IPA bursting with fresh floral aromas from a lively hot blend featuring flasaka, citra, and mosaic, and from the terpene linalool derived from natural botanical sources. I also love how the the can is like very psychedelic colors. It, it it is psychedelic colors. It's got like some I don't know some like, like sci fi yeah stuff going yeah, on. yeah yeah it's got it, some foreign aliens over here yeah it's cool yeah, excited well cheers buddy cheers this is gonna take me a second You know, you know when you open up a hazy and it smells like straight grass? <laughs> <laughs> That's money. <laughs> you're, about a, you're about to have a damn good time. Oh, my God. Whoa. That's very interesting. I want a glass. I'm, I'm getting a glass. So what ends up happening while Cullen's getting a glass, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk through mine. When they say it, say a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of malts, they're not freaking kidding. Um, it is very malty, um, which I love. Um, it ends up doing this thing where it's like malt, chocolate, Little bit of chili mixed in with the chocolate, then some chili with the malt again, and then chili burn, and then back to the malt. It is freaking cool. Talk about an evolution. I I love it. If I if I'm trying to rate this, Just for uniqueness, I think 
and the, the evolution of it. This is not a beer I drink f- frequently because it is a lot. Um, I'm sitting at it like an eight. Yeah, that sounds money. When it's I saw, fantastic. When I when I saw that it had the chocolate and the chili, and it's a porter, not a stout. I was pretty sure I would love that beer too. Um, it's even got a red hue to it. Like if you can, if you listeners can see, it's got a red hue to it. It does have a red hue. It it's black as night when you get it all grouped together. Yeah, but when you're pouring the beer, yeah, it's it got has a, a red, red, like a blood red hue to it. It does. I'm also wondering if that's a little bit of the lights. Um, uh, maybe, but I don't know. It's cool. Uh, it is cool. Um, mine. Is one of the most interesting hazies I've ever had. It's really aromatic in the ways that you would expect a hazy to be. It doesn't really taste like a hazy in any other way other than the body. Yep. Okay. And by that, I mean the malt base. Mm. It is not slapping me upside the face with hops. Okay. Um, they're very subtle. This Flazaka hop, I'm going to have to look that up. Because I know Citra and I know Mosaic. Yeah, yeah. This Flazaka hop, I don't know. and That, that kind of took me aback, too, when I was reading on the can. I don't, I don't know anything about that kind of hop. Yeah, I'm gonna have to drink on this before I give my. I, like it. It's nothing what I expected. Hmm. It, it's like borderline. I'm not even sure I call it a hazy. Really? Yeah. Uh, let me say, I really like it. It's going to get a very high score. Yeah. I just don't know how high yet. Right. So I'm gonna Hurt. reserve my score. Cool. So we want to wrap up ecclesiology. Eschatology. Eschatology. Excuse me. Yeah. Hold on. Let me redo that. <laughs> So, do we want to wrap up eschatology? Yes, we do. Quickly. Um, Because I don't want to spend too much time on this. And I did this on purpose. Because I remember Ben and Randy concluded the book on eschatology. Excuse me. Um, But Adam and I, the first series that we're going to do is a series on eschatology. And so... I don't really want to spend a lot of time on eschatology here. A couple of things that I really do want to point out, though, is that we introduced it last week, that the primary premise of eschatology can't be focused on destruction. It must be focused on restoration. This is what Ben and Randy say. The fundamental premise of eschatology is this. Things are broken, and God is coming to fix them. In that way, eschatology is not just about final events when the resolution takes place in the future, but is also about the present where God is already at work. When we talk about eschatology, we have to talk about this understanding of the already and the not yet. Yeah. Right? So 
we as Christians will some you will hear some Christians talk about this language of salvation. Clayton, do you think you're saved? Yes. Okay. What? Why are you saved? What are you saved from? Why are you saved? I am saved from sin and death. Why? Because Jesus died and. In some weird way, I accepted the healing. <laughs> but like, but like, do you still sin? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And like, do you still think you're going to die? For sure. So, are you saved? Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. It's the already, not yet. Yeah. Salvation is a strictly eschatological term, but we get to live the effects and realizations of salvation here and now in this present reality because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. We get to be our own little pockets of heaven. And so therefore, we get to experience the effects of salvation because we're living according to the promise of salvation. Yeah, Heard? Yeah. Already not yet. But here's the thing that always bothers me about eschatological conversations. People always make eschatology its own thing. It's removed from any other conversation. We just read the book of Revelation and make that shit up. That's how we do eschatology. Here's the problem. Your eschatology has to match your protology. Mm -hmm. What's protology? Uh, Beginning story. Ah, yeah. So if eschatology is the last things, protology is the first things. You can't disregard that the first thing the Bible ever told you was that God had an original intent of what they wanted this experience of them and humans and earth to look like. And we fucked it up. Mm -hmm. You can't miss those truths and promises in your eschatology. Mm Mm-hmm. And so your eschatology can't be floating away to an ethereal heaven because hmm. that's not what God told you he wanted what they wanted in the first two chapters of the book. Yeah. God wanted a very present, a very worldly existence with humans. Mm-hmm. So your eschatology can't just be floating away to an ethereal heaven. Your eschatology has to match your protology. Yeah. Adam and I are going to work that out for you later. This is what I really want this episode to deal with. They have this graph, and it's going to be hard for me to show you, but the way eschatology works, Clayton, we're going to talk. Creation begins on an elevated plane. Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 3, the fall, the lapse lapsarianism happens and the world goes down literally straight down hell Mm -hmm. in a handbasket 90 degrees down and it embarks on a journey a new 90 degree turn of what's called the present evil age what we now live in Mm -hmm. the world we know as the effects of sin and death and you have these covenants that are leading you back up to what was originally intended Mm -hmm. The day of the Lord is the promise that God will restore the age to come, eternity, what it should have been in the beginning. 
This is the valley we currently live in. This is what Ben and Randy say. The top line starts with creation, this physical world. So the restoration of creation, example, the kingdom of God, is also primarily about this physical world being restored. In other words, eschatology is first and foremost about universal restoration, fixing the whole world so that when personal restoration occurs, we have a place to experience it. Yeah. 90% of American Christians think that eschatology is about their personal relationship in Jesus in an ethereal world where they take on some kind of existence near an angel and sing kumbaya and worship hymns to Jesus all day long. Dude, that sounds boring AF. Sounds miserable, don't it? Mm-hmm. It's also not what we saw Adam and Eve do in Genesis 1 or 2. They lived life. They worked the land. They yeah. enjoyed the thing God made for them. Yeah. We live in some of the most beautiful existence. Yeah. I mean, just creation itself, wildlife, water, mountains. I mean, if I spent every day of my life walking and exploring, I could spend my entire life trying to walk and explore every crevice of the earth, and I'd never accomplish it. Nope. Maybe that's what eternity's for. Maybe eternity is getting to be in existence with God, in God's creation, working and tending to the creation with them, creating experiences of life and liberation with God. Your eschatology has to match your protology. And if that's the case, then the primary goal of eschatology is restoring what God once wanted. Hit me. I see you smirking. What's up? This is a question that, like, I think about a lot. Um, But this, like, whole protology matching your eschatology thing Mm -hmm. um, and living living life and doing the things, um, creating experiences of life. Um, the, a question that's always stuck in my head was one that I heard years ago. Um, is the, the, the idea of man and woman in heaven. Like this, this sort of experience of is there separate genders? Is there sexual relations? And all well, that's from things. a that's from a deal that Jesus does, right? But yeah, it's it's also very strange and like not very well communicated, <laughs> um, especially when you think about like maybe not well commu- not well written down, I guess, or not very well understood. Yeah. Um, God's first commandment is what to have sex, to be fruitful and multiply. Why does that commandment no longer exist in eternity? This is the question. Yeah. I don't, this is the question. That is a question that I, the thing that I just pieced together. If you want that question answered, or at least talked about, maybe not answered, tune in for the new series that Adam Cheney and I are going to do. We're going to do an introductory episode, let you get to know Adam, kind of Adam's heart, who Adam is, what he does. But after that, we're going to jump into a series 
that I designed around the concepts of heaven and hell. And so it's going to be a series on eschatology, but I'm calling it uh, Paradise, Purgatory, and Punishment. And so we'll see. But um, before we go, my rating on this beer. Ah, uh, yeah. 7-4. Uh, it's not as high as I wanted it to be. And that's strictly because it's a very good beer. And I love clown shoes. And my love for them may be elevating the score of this beer a little bit. It doesn't fit the category of a hazy. It's mm. not a hazy. That sucks. Um, it, or let me say, it doesn't meet what I want from a hazy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't check the boxes for a hazy in your brain. Correct. And so it gets better than my just average, which is 6.8. But it, it could have been off the charts because it is very different. But I got to research this hops because yeah. I don't know. Well, beer lovers, goodbye for now. And I leave you in fantastic hands. Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.